Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Dave Hasty. Josh, you there? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave Hasty. I'm Josh Betteridge. And I'm George Ashwell. And we are Before the Lights. Before the Lights. Before the Lights. We run a gym in central London where we train actors for film roles. Everything from superhero workouts... Is trying to work out with Hugh Jackman just ridiculously intimidating? Yeah. I was like, oh, I lifted a 160 deadlift or something. And he was like, oh, mate, that's really good. Well done. Why are you talking pounds or kilograms? <laughs> to keeping people ticking over mentally and physically between jobs. When I'm working as an actor, you're like, oh my gosh, I never knew that life could be this amazing. When you're not working, that can then feel like... I remember all of those older actors who were very sad whenever they weren't working. And I'm like, now I I get it. Our day-to-day is in the gym, but this is absolutely not a podcast about how to work out or get ripped. You might get the odd tip every now and again because that is how we earn our living. But the main reason we're here is just to chat to our clients about their careers and their relationship with fitness. This is where I start to sound kind of like one of those one of those actors who's going to talk about his process. <laughs> um, like, you got to look after your instrument, man. Expect everything that goes on behind the scenes, when they're on sets, on stage, or embarrassing themselves during a workout. It's me running, and you just see, like, my hands. <laughs> I keep on going. So you just see me kind of, you like, limping oh. out of shot. I was first up for the relay team, and I didn't have any spikes. We set off face-planted uh. on the ta- tarmac, and I just heard Scott Dawson, who I fancied so much, go, out, Liv, your ass is munching on your shorts! Like that. You're listening to the Before the Lights podcast. It's season two of the Before the Lights podcast at our brand new home, the Levi's House of Strauss. Thanks so much to Levi's for having us. It's been the perfect setting for recording season two, mostly because it's not in our gym. Yes, but it is very close to our gym, it's which is great. It's very close to our gym, super convenient. Yes, yeah, so convenient. So here's who we've got lined up for season two. James Norton. The man has had the same 
stretchy pants for the entire time we've known him. I went down to Sports Direct probably circa 2008, 2007. I mean, we're talking at least 10 years ago. This is, these predate you guys. I was wearing them from the day I started They're with them. They're not them. They're still the same pair? <laughs> yeah! Oh my God. I wear them probably a couple times a week. Like it's common knowledge that Happy Valley's back up in Yeah, them, yeah, right? yeah. Can you wear them? during one of the scenes. Oh, amazing, please. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. In fact, it'll be part of my rider. Maisie Williams. Uh, any of the like big stunt choreography, like we'd work with our own stunt double and then we'd also work with like the stunt double of like the other character. There'd be the stunt take that we just did, like playing on the monitors just like over and over again while they're moving camera. And I'd walk past and be like, oh my God, I look so good. <laughs> <laughs> and it like wasn't me, it was my <laughs> stunt double. I didn't okay. know I could do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> always... And then I was like, do you know what? It just looks better when you do it. Our first ever non-actor, Julie Harkin. From the other is, side of the camera. She's a, a very, very established casting director. Generally, I would get them to take out character descriptions and script where women are ever described by their weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always ringing up mm -hmm. and going, I'm not sending a not script out where a girl's is described as thin. Yeah. Any, you know, any of that. And, and, I, and I do feel like as much as there is a huge requirement for people to be uh, worked out and get into shape for certain roles. I think there's also a real need for body diversity on TV yeah. mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. Connor McNeil. You did the ferryman for how long? I did it for 11 months on Broadway, or on West End, and then five months on Broadway. Insane. Oh, okay. Doing eight shows a week, but we had a big fight sequence. Me and Tom Glenn Car Carney had a fight sequence, and I, for whatever way I turned, my neck, I woke up the next morning and my neck was locked. So I couldn't turn. I had to turn my full body to turn left or right. Robot right? actor. So I was like this. Hello. And I came in and they were like, you're not going on stage. And I was like, no, I'm absolutely fine. I'm absolutely fine to go on stage. And they were like, you're not going on. So I missed like four shows. Sasha Dewan. The physical element of it is not just a kind of aesthetic thing. It's part of the, part of the preparation for it. I love yeah. to be able to transform. I get so attached to the character. Changing yourself physically really helps. And then suddenly the job finishes and you're like, I don't want. I don't want to lose this kind of fit, fitness. Yeah. Well, I can't. I won't. But you kind of like you're letting it go. Then you're yeah. like, oh, I don't even want to do another job because it just ends. The job yeah. just ends. Yeah. You know. And then you're like, you wake up. And you're like, what do I do now? Yeah. Benjamin Walker. There's two things I think are funny: puking that interrupts conversation, and a lot of work for a fart with very little payoff. <laughs> so if you're like talking, you're like, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh no, God. Can somebody give me a sip of weed? That's funny. And then they're like, We've just heard what you can do on a microphone. That's right. Imagine what I can do on camera. I can see. I can see. Also make fart sounds. Sophie Cookson. Becoming a mother recently. I just, you know, you, you don't have much free time. At least for me, it's given me a greater sense of perspective. For example, when we were training for Infinite, like, that was all that mattered to me. Like, I had to feel a certain way. I wanted to have this kind of energy that I would bring to my character. And I was so blind with the whole thing that you lose relation to those around you when you're really focused on work. But at least now with Martha, I don't know, I just feel like it's okay. Whatever happens at work, you can just leave it at work. And then, you know, there's actually something much bigger and more important. All that coming up on Before the Lights. In the time between season one and season two, the Before the Lights team has grown. So I think the first episode will uh, take it as an opportunity to introduce Georgia, our new trainer. 
Season two. We're here. we're here, finally. Woo. Season two of the Before the Lights podcast. So we're going to talk a little bit about the new member of the team Yes. we've recruited. We didn't try very hard because she was the first person that came in. But the that's, best... That's, that's not true, Dave. You I just weren't there. around. I wasn't there when it happened. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, the, I'm the worst person to talk Full about. interview <laughs> process with multiple people. Everyone was excellent. It, was, it also wasn't an interview. <laughs> yeah, true. I did, I, we, we're not very good at interviewing. George, George like, um, yeah, this, this girl, George, came in. She's pretty good. I was like, okay, how do we go about the next day? She's like, well, just a little bit of chatting and, and stuff. Is that how you would see it? <laughs> yeah. It was very vague. Like, my friends were like, how did it go? And I was like... I just went into a basement <laughs> and then did a little stroll, a little chat and then left. But what, with what we do, it's like, as long as you, you know someone has it, yeah. knowledge, which yeah. you have a qualification, so the knowledge is already there. It's not about what someone knows, it's about kind of how they are, because every gym has a different method. Our, our method is different, so we, all we had to do was kind of semi-teach someone a new method, and yeah. Georgia was the perfect personality for it. It was very easy. And also brought oh. some feminine energy into our uber-masculine gym place. <laughs> Just throw it out there. I don't think I'm uber-masculine. I mean, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> that was the joke. Oh, right. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was. not like... Are you happy with how things have gone up to this point? No, I hate it. Okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> do we need to talk to HR? We do. Who's okay. HR? Needs Josh's HR. Josh's HR. Anything you need to get off your chest, let us know. It's ironic, isn't it? Unless it's about Josh. <laughs> most of it will Which be about, all about, Josh. about Josh. But no, so let's hear a little bit about you. Um, okay, so I thought my introduction into fitness really came because I was a really aggressive child. So I have a twin sister. I was really violent with her. So my parents were like, I suffered from ADHD from a young age. So my parents decided to put me into martial arts, which would kind of teach me everything, to be honest. And I got my first black belt when I was 10 years old. Okay. Yeah, I lived in a really small town in Scotland and there was like nothing except that. You beat them all up. <laughs> I did. It was like me and like 40-year-old men in my class. I love how they channeled your aggression by teaching. Give, I mean, giving me more a, skills a, well yeah just giving you an ability control, to yeah. kill control people. they taught me so much to be fair like now when i look back it was quite like spiritual for like such a young person to kind of mm. um go through but yeah i used to fight for team gb as well but like oh, wow. when i was younger and then i got scouted at a gymnastics competition to do something called equestrian vaulting this is really niche this I don't is super know. niche it's really niche it's super interesting. but it's like horseback mm. Uh, gymnastics so the horse is on a lunge like in a circle and you do like gymnastics lifts like all done to music and you get like three people on the horse at one three time three people on one horse yeah they're big big, big horses, horses like shire horses yeah, <laughs> yeah big horse type. yeah um, so I did that and then after one year um, tried out for Team GB and got into Team GB for about six years went to university and continued down a different path doing design and then decided after one year of doing an office job that this is terrible and I didn't want to do that anymore. Do you want to do yeah. handstands on horses again? Yeah, Did definitely. you ever go back to handstands on horses? Um, I've dabbled. Like, every time I go back to Scotland, uh, they always, like, shove me on. Like, I went back a few years ago, and they, like, just made me do a demo for the Queen. She's going to do a little demo. No <laughs> pressure for the Queen. Queen's watching, by the way. Yeah, I hadn't you. done it in so long, and they were like, just jump on. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, but how you do not forget. How far away were you? I'm thinking she wouldn't be able to see that far away. If you got a little bit wrong, are you, question, what are you trying questioning to say? The, the Queen's she, long distance vision? She is old. Correct. Are we going to sue oh. for that? Well, the Queen doesn't just sue people. 
Maybe the queen. Maybe the queen. You can be a bit rusty and perform. Yeah, yeah. She definitely listens. The queen doesn't just sue people, does she? That's how she gets her money. Never done any anything on a horse. Have you not? No, I sat on one. It's called Marshmallow. And um, <laughs> I thought in my head it was like a police horse. And there's a photo of me standing next to Marshmallow and I have to crouch <laughs> to be at the same height as Marshmallow. And then I was like, okay, so I must have literally looked like mm. a man child. Me and Marshmallow trotted for like five seconds and then he was just like, no. My feet were like dragging on the floor, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once sat on a horse and then it bucked me off and my foot was caught in the stirrup. <gasps> yeah, and my mum thought I was going to die apparently. That's George? pretty skillful. Way to kill, um, Way to kill the mood. I think I went on a horse once, like being like pulled along when I was a kid. Can we do a BTL horse day? Yes, We've please. got lots of other days that come, right. I think, in my yes. hierarchy of days. Shall we just have do? a quick vote? Horse day first. <laughs> yes. Two. That's half. Thumbs down from Josh. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's split decision. So we need another I think we need to work through your fear of horses. That's, that, that is the horse day. So let's stand on one and mm. go on a circle. Stand on one. Like, it really help. Stand on it. Yeah, vaulting. Like, like vaulting. We're not a horse podcast, no. so let's stop talking <laughs> about horses. Hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to get every episode of Before the Lights. The rest of the, the series will follow largely the same scheme that we stuck to last season, won't it? I really personally enjoy the embarrassing stories. Mm-hmm. On that note, Georgia, got any embarrassing stories from the... I do. Yeah? What I have, have one about me and then one that I saw. Perfect. Give us them Great. both. So I was in, a, in like this gym in Bali... And everyone was really pretty and tanned and gorgeous. And this chick had her headphones on and like these tiny booty shorts. And she was, I don't know what she was doing, just picking up dumbbells. And then there was a guy who was facing away from her sitting on a bench. And they both didn't see each other. And he lay down and she sat on his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was magical. That would have been a big surprise. And they also, but their the reaction was funny because they both just didn't really react. A, they're both embarrassed. Like, Amazing. I think, I, I don't know, I almost peed myself. It was good. It was, uh, <laughs> that could be known as a rikishi. Do you remember the wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he used to do, wasn't it? That was a rikishi. Well, His I, was intentional, though. It almost depends at what time what time of the session that occurred. <laughs> you don't want it to be too late. I mean, oh, that no. was that was the whole point you want, of Rikishi, is he did you want, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it stinks. Like, and he like, passes out. You want, a fresh, you want fresh shots. You want it at the beginning, yeah. You want a warm-up <laughs> squat. Don't you? You want to warm up. Minute. Well, I was in. in Bali. It was very humid. It's like half Everyone's inside outside. Sweaty. Everyone's got a sweaty ass. So you can in Bali. imagine. <laughs> but the next story as well is also I was in Sri Lanka. Um, we went to go to this CrossFit gym. Humidity to the max, and I jump up. This was so embarrassing. Good. Oh, this is you now. This is yeah. me. You know, I was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I can do this shit. You know, toes to bar. Meh, whatever. Jumped up. And my hands just slipped, and I did a full-on face plant. <laughs> stood up, bleeding nose, oh, full of like twenty-five so you, people. You jumped to grab the bar, and, and and haven't actually grabbed the bar, but you fully committed How, to it, yeah. committed. and then just gone. Yeah. How did the feet like leave you? I did don't you swing? know how it How happened. did the feet leave? How did the feet like not just go? If you <laughs> yeah, just went up and slipped down, you must have. No, you kind of jumped at an angle, and then you kind of slipped and face. What That's happens next? Fun. You just get up and walk out. Or did well, anyone come and see if you were Everyone right? like sort of like huddled around me and luckily, I don't know, it was it was painful, but it was very, very funny. So I was laughing, but kind of I must have looked really good. <laughs> I feel like Sweat. the worst moment of those situations is when people come to help you. It's the reaction. Oh, and all you want to do is just be on your own, just go and leave me alone, yeah. please leave me alone. Yeah. So not super embarrassing. Well, That's a pretty good that one. Pretty good. Every time I'm in a gym, I always feel embarrassed. So my embarrassing story is like 
being in a gym where I don't feel like I should be in there. Even though you're a mm. internal embarrassment. Yeah. Internal. So you take on the embarrassing story. Mm. Yeah. And no, then I don't think I like that. <laughs> but there was one. That's a bit much, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, they say share, share, share. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. But there, was <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was one day where like, when I was when I put like I put some weights on my back and like three people tried to tell me that I was doing squats wrong and I was like, I'm just doing them a bit differently. Piss off. <laughs> How were you doing them? Pants on your head. <laughs> shoes, shoes on your hands. <laughs> this is how I do them. I'm just doing them differently to you. You don't know what I'm training for. No, I was doing some like old school, old school MMT squats where it's like halfway down uh, your back. Okay. okay. Just, you know. So that's basically for context, like a powerlifting squat. The that's bar me. sits way down your back and you really lean over it. That's me, baby. So... To people that have only seen kind of what you would expect as like a generic toes straight, knees out, upright torso type squat, it looks it looks bad. But it's not a bad thing. It's just that you you need to know what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, they are intimidating. Each places, gym, though. each gym's different as well. Yeah. Like you go, you do one thing in a CrossFit gym and another thing in like a bodybuilding gym, and that you yeah you get funny looks wherever you go. Mm. Yeah, I feel you though, Georgia. You would like you'd own it in a gym. Like you wouldn't give a shit. You, you just can get just in like, like a show pony and do she my thing. Yeah, like you'll do your thing. Grabbing bars, face planting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As like a woman in a mixed gym, do you like Josh gets people come over and give him advice? Do you get people come over and give you advice a lot? Is it like that mansplaining thing where? Yeah, I did have a man yesterday. I was doing like the cot, the knees over toes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, lunge yesterday, yeah. and a man PT came over. And I could see him looking at me, and he was like. Do you need some help? Oh, he and thought you were doing it wrong. Yeah, and I was like, no, it's okay. I know what I'm doing. Um, thanks. Headphones back in. Mm. Resting bitch face on. <laughs> Georgia actually has no core strength either. Oh, <laughs> I don't. As a Pilates instructor, I zero. What? No, I, yeah, I tried to buy a bike the other day. And I walked down into this bike place and it was just full of bikes. And I was like, oh my God, what bike do I need? So it's really older like guy comes up to me and I was like oh I just this is what I need a bike for basically he's like oh you don't want that one and I was like oh how come and he's like you need core strength for that what boom and I was I straight straight away he kept looking me up and down and he was like so what do you do and I was like well I'm a personal trainer to the stars no I didn't say that but <laughs> I just said I do, some, I do fitness so I work out you know and he's like well this is this is cycling fitness not working out for looking good Wow. And I, um, yeah, he did apologize to me in the end because I I went to town on him. Good. That is mad though. Like, I don't think. Assumptions were made. Men are just pricks. Well, as, um, like, as, do you reckon that would have happened if one of us walked in in jeans and, sorry, like shorts and t shirts as a guy went in with, oh, like a bike? He would have seen, like, the most out of shape dude Mm. and never even say any of that. Yeah. 100%. I was talking about this with my friend the other day that in the gym, I remember I was on the leg press and a man came up to me and asked me for my number mid leg press. Rude. Is, is what the 0788, fuck off. <laughs> 0788, fuck off. I, I feel aware of like that stuff happens, mm. but then you just to be able to reel off like three, four situations oh, like, like that. Regularly. Oh, I've got loads, that, yeah. yeah. but I mean like in the space of the last, what, couple yeah. of weeks or so, yeah. we should be more aware of what we do. It's educating men rather than making women. But even just the thought process of, of your, if you're in a gym like that and, and making it, not making it obvious, but going out of your way to not let that 
be the way someone thought, felt. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make a point of that, which yeah. is probably something, if anything, if people could take away from this conversation. As blokes. Dave's going to walk up to every woman in the gym and be like, I'm not looking at your bum, I'm just over but here. Just, doing to, my just to have it in the back of your mind no, but yeah, as a man. Course. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, maybe I, like, conscious of it. a lot of people wouldn't ever have the intention of doing anything or, or, or being that guy, but maybe they also wouldn't think it's not enough to just not do it, but to yeah. sort of try and think, am I creating that situation without realising it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Change your behaviour in all the do gym. That. Stop do being that. a creep. Here I'm training both women and men, and I think a lot of the guys just assume it's going to be like easy, polite, like stretching stuff. Like loads of people ask me if I stretch for a living, like stretch people for a living, and I'm like, yeah. Of course. That's what I do. It's just a little stretch, do splits every day. Yeah, so you always feel like you have to make your mark, and I don't like doing that because it's not about, training's not about like killing someone every session, so I feel it's really hard to sort of make my mark without not kind of following how I would train someone naturally. Does that make sense? Mm. Would you approach it differently, yeah. like your first session with a man and the first session with a woman, in light of that, would you then think, right, I need to prove myself if it's a session with a man? I think it depends on the situation. I kind of read who I'm yeah, in front yeah. of me. Pick it up. Um, but usually with guys, they kind of, with the Pilates stuff, they're not, again, this is me generalising, but usually they, when I do Pilates with, with guys for the first time, they really you know, find it tough. Mm. So that's usually enough in itself to sort of educate. To be honest, I was kind of really fearful of going into a gym in London. I've never worked here properly. I've only worked with private clients. So kind of coming you guys coming into this gym has just been fantastic. You guys have been well super welcoming. <laughs> Josh <laughs> just Josh. flicked his hair. <laughs> and he does actually hair. always request to have a tiny mullet when he gets his hair cut. So he has <laughs> he has a little bit to flick there for people that don't know him. How have I never seen this? Because his neck's long. Yeah, well Amber says if you get a mullet, then our relationship's over. So <laughs> I'm subtly, I'm subtly, I get Bring like a subtle slowly. mullet. Like, just They're cool now. Bit, leave that little bit long. Oh, oh fudge. I'm just about to do my big outro. Oh my God, what client is it on the podcast? Who, who could it be? Have you been involved in a crash recently? It looks like <laughs> that might be what it is. So I think we've covered a lot here and we've got a little bit of an insight into what's coming up this season. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Right. What's a boy to do? What's a boy to do? <laughs> How can I do my job? <laughs> oh, right. God. Round five. Uh, round oh, five. for crying out loud. <laughs> Plus also round, round five. I've got a voicemail. So now it's hard. All right. So we've had a little look at what's going to come up on season two. A few. <laughs> Jimmy, you're the literally. You're the one that's supposed to not laugh. Jim, which bit was it? Was it the now? So, <laughs> was it the now? It's hard. I thought I'd do quite a good job then. We all need a minute. Now it's hard. Everyone, just sit. Close your eyes. Take a couple of deep breaths in and out. Look at how bored Georgia is. Would you get this done? <laughs> I'm trying, but you all keep interrupting me. So we covered um, a lot on that little episode. We did. I think it's going to be quite a little insightful one. We got to meet Georgia. We a little insight to who's coming up this season on season two of the Before the Lights podcast. So there's there's some big names, and as always, we are very thankful to Levi's for having us in the House of Strauss, which I think this season's going to be a lovely home for us to live and record and talk utter nonsense most of the time. So I think it'd do some good if everyone shared, subscribed, and you know spread the word about the podcast and let's see. How season two shapes up, we're looking forward to it. Hope you are too. Wow. 
Well done. Nailed it. Good, very good. <laughs> like that. And that's how it's done. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 